Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And today we have a really special guest with us. I'm sitting in her clinic in London, Ontario. Her name is Trish. We're going to wrap on some stuff today. Trish is three years into practice and we wanted to talk about the struggle of starting off a massage therapy business right out of school and uh, some of the things that you can do to possibly avoid things like burnout because Trish has brought up some stuff to me says that uh, she has some struggles sometimes with staying in this profession or practicing the way she really wants to. Did I did I do that justice? You, you did. You hit it. So why don't we start this off by uh, telling our audience a little bit about yourself. So as you said, I'm Trish, a registered massage therapist, third year of my practice. It's really been ups and downs. Like there's been struggles, but also so some really good times. Let's start here. Where did you go to school? I went to school in Medic. Medics it's in a, London. It's a private college. It recently got bought out or joined with Westervelt. But would I recommend it? No. <laughs> why Why would you not recommend um, it? The, there's no really set standards there. Like they had like a revolving door of teachers. One would teach one way. One would be like, oh, that's not how I was learned. It was a disaster. Really? A lot of self-study. Do you do you find that is just that particular establishment or do you think that's the way it is at a lot of career colleges? Um, It could be that way. The ones that I've talked to, like different courses that I've been to, they all said the same thing about private colleges. Right. Um, it's like the actual like college college that people are going to then they don't have that same experience so maybe they're just run a little bit better mm-hmm. higher standards maybe so what were you doing before massage therapy i was an esthetician specialized in skin care laser hair removal what made you decide massage therapy um well with aesthetics it was my first love but then i just had a natural talent for massages and then um even with aesthetics we're still taught like relaxation massages okay. didn't love it at the time but i was really good at it then five years into this whole spa thing can only take so much of women complaining about wrinkles in a day and I was done. (laughs) I was done. And so I'm like, I need something else. And yeah, massage it was. Started at the gym working out and I'm not athletic background at all. It's like the fat little kid in the back of the room, like reading a book, scared to talk to anybody. So (laughs) went to the gym, got a trainer, kept hurting myself, had so many questions about muscles that you know, only a trainer can only answer so much. So I started going for massages myself and none was just really treating me the way I wanted to. Like I wasn't satisfied with treatments. So I decided, hey, I'm going to go be that person that I want to be treated by. So two things then. You said that you were kind of a natural. I, I was. I have a natural so, talent. Okay. So how would you describe your natural talent? That's the first thing. Okay. And the second thing is who teaches massage techniques or massage at esthetician school? Um, so um, first question, yeah. um, which I can't remember what it was. Natural. You're natural, natural talent. Yes. So I don't know, like I'm not scared to touch somebody and I can just feel different like textures. So who tells you you're a natural? Me, myself, okay. clients. Okay. Okay. And even like with relaxation at like spas, like I had people come to me for massages. So I'm like, hmm, I kind of like this. Just out of curiosity, who teaches massage? At- cool is kind of weird that way they don't teach us they would teach us different techniques and just be like this is how you glide you know they don't teach like hand placements and like how like touch with finger pads they don't teach that they're just like 
this is how you do it, you know? And some people will like be gliding with like, not their whole hand, but their touch isn't really comforting. Like, you know, like a mother's, right. some people have it and some people don't. Gotcha. 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 So it's not an RMT that teaches it at esthetician school. No, no, no. Okay. We had, I think she was like a Reiki master and I kind of, you know, heckled her throughout the class being like, Oh, why are we touching people? <laughs> <laughs> you energy person. Why are we touching people? Yeah. All right. School. School hard? School easy for you? What was it? Um, School, I put too much pressure on myself. What do you mean? Um, I had to be at top of my class and, you know, I wanted like really high marks. But then it got to the point where I just had to learn more and study more because I felt like there were too many gaps that the teachers weren't teaching us, okay. you know, and so I, there was a lot of self-study, but paid off, graduated with 94% average. Nice. So you were top of your class. Yes. Like, was there anyone with a higher average than you? Or no. were, you, were you like valedictorian of your group? No, they gave that to the cheerleader of the class because they were nicer to deal with. Really? <laughs> I would get a little upset. You know, there were so many that that just kind of got brushed off that like, oh, you don't need to know that. Wow. Yeah. That kind of sucks. It did suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I feel bad. I Actually, I feel really bad because I used to teach at a massage therapy college and our continuing education company, Conant Institute, we have an OSCE prep. And I feel fucking horrible for a lot of people that come in because they failed their OSCEs first time, second time. And now they're really dying and they're, they're just, they're on their last legs. And then mm-hmm. they sit down with us and they're like, I've never seen this before. And I feel fucking horrible. It's like you went to school, you have a diploma, you think you're learning everything that you need to know. And it's not until you go to your exactly. licensing exam that you find out, fuck, I haven't been, and, but you just don't know as a student because you know what you've been taught and that's it so yeah. you're you you put all your faith into that school you put all your faith into the instructors hoping that they're giving you the correct information a nice uh, kind of robust education and to find out fuck i can't even pass a license a, a entry level practice licensing exam exactly did you find your licensing exam difficult miss 94 um for the like the Oscies, I thought I failed horribly just because it was so high pressure. Like it just went by in a blink of an eye. But then, you know, there were some things I'm like, oh, like the techniques I didn't do like proximal to distal. You know, I just did techniques as they were shown on the paper. Right. And so I was really hard on myself, like just nitpicking. And I'm like, oh, I failed. Like I failed. But obviously I didn't. But then the MCQs, that was that was a joke. Like, like a joke. Like it was, it was so easy. It was so easy. What do you think about people who fail? I know this is going to sound horrible. What do you think about people who fail their licensing exam then? Because since you're saying like, you know, I found it pretty easy. It was a little nerve wracking. I probably beat myself up over it a little too much and gave myself some doubt. And then the MCQ, you're like, oh, it's easy. What do you think about someone that fails it then? Um, it's probably not their fault. Mm. Um, I found, uh, so in my class, we started off with 11 people started. Six of us graduated. Two of us are now RMTs. Mm. And so the people who graduated with us took the, MCQs, they were just like, we didn't even learn half of this stuff. Um, like, like planes of motion, like the one guy had no idea what they even were, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's really not their fault, maybe, but you know, there's a lot to learn, obviously. Yeah. Make sure you know your stuff. So you finish, you get your license, you or you get your your OSCE pass in the yep. mail. You get your MCQ pass. Yep. It's a good time, day. time to register. You register yourself up. Now you've got your your license. Where? What's the first move in the career path? First move, I go to the place where I started to love my fitness journey was Good Life. I work. I wanted to work there so bad, so I was like, woo. You know, but that 
was brought back down very quickly. What didn't you like about Good Life? Um, so because um, you're not the first person to tell me this. Oh, so the, I loved working at the gym, just the energy of it, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But then, if you know anything about Good Life, is that they just kind of throw you in, be like, okay, here's your room, here's how you use like this and this, and they're like, have fun. Like there was no person there to help you gain clientele. So I thought in my mind, hey, I'm at a gym, everyone hurts, everyone's going to want a massage. But what I also learned quickly is that people avoid good life employees like the plague. They don't make eye contact because they're so used to them being so high pressured sales tactic Mm -hmm. that even if my shirt says a therapist, you know, I still get avoided eye contact and you know, then you have people like, oh, no, now I'm all sweaty at the gym. I don't want a massage. And then they already had like seasoned RMTs there. So they have their people that they go to. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? Mm. And so I had the smart idea to, you know, set up a table, give away some free like mini ones. Yep. I couldn't get one person on my table. Really? Not even one. So I was just like, okay, I'm like, maybe I'll do assessments. So I set up this whole stand. Yeah. Have pe- I was be like, okay, this is going to get have people like, you know, come get on the hook. Yeah. Nothing. Couldn't do nothing. Really? Yep. So then like I was at the downtown location, was sucking the life right out of me. So um, we decided to transfer me to um, another one in London. And that who's, one- Who's we? You oh, or- me and the regional director. Okay. Whatever so, that means, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then so I went to another one and okay. then I got a little smarter with how I approach things. So I figured, hey, if clients are going to avoid me, I'm going to go target the trainers. Okay. You know, so I made them all cookies and then I gave all of them like a, an hour treatment. I gave them all. I was like, come, like I'm not doing anything anyway. So yeah. if they're going to talk about it, I'd rather talk to them from experience. Yeah. And then I got the ball rolling. Nice. Yeah. But then, um, so as soon as I'm like feeling good, I'm getting clients in, I get the phone call, good life shutting down all the massage clinics. Mm. And then they're just like, oh, you guys can go to a massage addict and you get like a signing bonus. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to go work at a chain. So they were encouraging you to go to massage? Yep, got a thousand bucks for it. Get the fuck out of here. Yep, but if you know me, I don't really, I talk shit about massage change the whole time. Um, but then I'm just like, you know, like what, I'm too exhausted to go build something or do something else. Like I didn't know where to go. So I was like, fuck it. I'm like, I'll just give myself six months at Massage Addicts. And we'll kind of see what goes. What was your massage addict experience like? It was actually really beneficial for me. Best decision I've ever made. Um, Because people are used to going to a massage and be like, oh, like my back hurts, you know, or nothing hurts. I just want relaxation. Mm -hmm. And so at first I was kind of pissed off about my clients. But then they would come in and then, you know, they would see me a couple of times. And I'd be like, oh, like your shoulders are seem kind of out of alignment. Like, do you want me to work on those? Like, do you have shoulder pain? And then it's kind of like introduce to people what actually massage therapy is all about. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd be like doing assessments and they'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm like trying to figure shit out. You know, it was like mind blowing to them. And so I gained a lot of clientele. Nice. And then and then I got used to like being like full hours with clients. So I wasn't used to that at Good Life yet. Yeah. You know, fresh out of school. Some days I would pay more in parking than I would take home <laughs> on a paycheck. <laughs> and then so just seeing regular people and different like how many injuries I can start to see. And then yeah, it was a good experience that wise. Like yeah. what didn't you like about it? Um the low pay. I didn't like how I don't know. There's nothing 
nothing really bad that happened. I just didn't feel like it was really valued, mm. like massage therapy as a therapy. It was more like, you know, like I would want to like talk to like coworkers about like certain like injuries on clients and see if we can kind of brainstorm. Mm. And only one of them wanted to. Other ones are just like, oh, no, we don't do that here. Mm. I'm like, but why not? Like, why? Exactly. <laughs> it almost feels like you wasted your time. Not wasted. That sounds horrible. But it almost feels like, you know, it's like it to me, it's like being an auto tech. Like uh, I'm a mechanic and then I go to work at Jiffy Lube where all I do is change oil all day long. Exactly. Right. I don't get to use my full bag of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what. Yeah. And then if I wanted to do like 90 minute treatments, which I actually really like to do that, I would have to argue with the clinic owner. I'd be like, this is what the client needs. I'm like, I don't have enough time. And I was just like, why can't we just put them in for 90 minutes? Like I had to fight for that. Really? Yeah. Why do you like 90 minutes? Just because it gives you the time to do what you think you need to do. Exactly. You prefer doing 90 minutes? I would, yeah, I do. There's some days I'm like, oh man, but then <laughs> some days I'm just like, oh, I'm out of time already. Mm, I definitely see how that goes. Yeah. So how long were you lasting at Massage Addict? Six months to the day. And that was it. Done. Yep, done. That was done. That, that was it. Then where do you go after Massage Addict? I'm um, so there was a brand new clinic that opened up by a chiropractor. He was a new grad, and you know I met with him, and there was this um, job ad like on Indeed or whatnot, and mm. so I was kind of hesitant at first because it was a brand new clinic, no client base, so I'm. Like, do I really want to go back to how I struggled to get clients at Good Life? How, How did you know? about the clinic and the client base and everything. And the reason why I'm asking is we just recorded a podcast with someone who reached out to us who was really frustrated with, she's, she's actually really funny. She, uh, she was on our podcast when we first started and she, she sent me a message saying, I'm super frustrated. She's, she's, she cruises indeed all the time looking for jobs just to see what's out there. And she was on, she was in pure rant mode and she's like, the, these, these ads for RMT are horrible. I would never apply for these jobs. And she went on a whole bunch of interviews and she hated the whole interview process. She felt like massage therapists were, or at least when she was being interviewed, they were not respecting, you know, her education and everything else. So I'm curious as to what was in the ad for that chiropractic, it's this clinic here, yep. right? Yep. What was in this ad for this clinic and how did you come to know that, hey, this is a brand new chiropractor, new clinic, no clientele. Like, how'd you find all that out? Um, it was just like an ad that's, and so I was kind of like keeping my eye on because I really had no idea where I wanted to go after massage addict. And okay. my six month rule was for my personal self was running out. And I just had no idea like where in London I wanted to treat people. Mm-hmm. And then so when I saw this ad come up, I just kind of went on the website. It looked really nice. Like just like the layout of it and what he was talking about for Cairo right. just kind of fit into like what I believe too. He wasn't just some kind of guy that's going to crack your back for three times a week for the rest of your life. And so I just decided, Hey, like, let's just see what it's all about. So I met with them and we along really well and yeah but it was again no clientele not even a clinic recognition like we were building it from nothing Hmm. and so I had the option of like work both like start here and still at Massage Addict but I decided just to kind of jump ship and two feet forward and see where it kind of goes from there. Was that a hard decision to make? Um, It was yes and no but I 
didn't know who would follow me from Massage Addict, if anyone would follow because they're on a membership. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe a couple will follow or maybe not, but yeah. we'll kind of see. But I was really well um, requested at the clinic. And, you know, if people liked me that much, would they still come see me at a new spot? So I just kind of took a gamble. And Did you ever have to, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, did you ever have to worry about money in this yes. time period? Because oh. that's a big thing to, yeah, yeah. to have a job that's pretty steady to say you know what I'm not happy but fuck it I'm gonna go into this unknown where there's nothing like did you ever worry like oh I worried but I was also confident in my abilities as a therapist you know so I knew it would work eventually Mm -hmm. you know so I just decided you know put all the worries and really hope for the best Mm -hmm. huge gamble but yeah, it took time for sure. So how long did it take you to build up a practice here? Um, So I started here in January of last year. And then surprisingly, a lot of people followed me from Massage Addicts. Right on. I was almost completely booked my first day. Um, so I would have like my, it was never full, like my schedule, um, but it was enough to kind of get the basic bills paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't really good on saving money at the time. And... <laughs> What do, you, what do you blow your money on? You know, I ask myself that on a daily basis. <laughs> like, where did this go? <laughs> so your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So you you build up your practice in a, in, in a year. You're happy where it's at? Um, so um, from January until August, I didn't have a full schedule. August onwards, it just blew up. So what were you doing to make it blow up? Or did this just happen? It just it just happened. Like, um, I would have a client come in from the neighborhood. She would then her whole family would start coming and then mm-hmm. she would tell her neighbors. And then the location of the clinic is actually really, really beneficial just because there's nothing really around here, but there's so much more new development like in houses wise. And mm-hmm. so yeah, we dropped off some like little like 25% off treatment flyers or whatnot. And then, yeah, people would tell their neighbors, they would tell other people. And then... So like a true word of mouth. Because yeah, because yes. this is in like, this is like right at the tip of a, of a massive residential neighborhood, yep. which is a huge bonus. Yes. So I have a couple questions then about the Cairo that you're working with. Does he view you as a partner or does he view you more as... An employee? Does he view you as just a business-to-business relationship? Just a business-to-business relationship. I'm an independent contractor, so I come in, yeah, just do my thing, and I get out. Is his practice kind of growing kind of proportionally with yours? Um, I grew a little bit faster. I think it's easier to sell a massage service than it is a chiropractic service. Um, Just personally, just because people are like, no, don't crack my neck. You know, I'm going to get a stroke or something. But (laughs) so it's easier to kind of gain massage clients, I think, than chiros. But his is growing really well. So are you guys referring cross with each other? absolutely. Right on. So he's super happy then, man. You're probably helping him build his life. Oh, absolutely. So he's happy, thrilled that you're here because you put in the legwork to make your stuff grow. Yeah. All right. Talk to me about the dark times then because you did mention dark dark times times. so that's the happy version happily ever after she builds her clientele (laughs) (laughs) okay first lesson it was or what started off was a contract i'm not a business sense you know sometimes i'm a little stupid when it comes to business so when i come into an agreement like hey for the first three months with the split's going to be like 60 40 then you're like 
like, okay, cool. And then like, oh, and after three months, it's going to be 70-30. Uh, so I'm like, okay, awesome. Three months comes along. Oh, and then I didn't even think to get a contract. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Everything's good. Handshake, you know. But then three months comes and it's like, oh, like, is my um, increase going to be made like on the pay statements? And he's like, oh, I didn't say anything about an increase. I don't know what like the 70-30 is all about. Mm-hmm. And then so I'm like... Yes, it, yes, it was. And so I have to argue about an agreement with money, which, you know, it adds a lot of tension in your day. Yeah. And then so it's then we decided to split the difference into a 65-35 split. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, when things get busier, then we'll increase it to the 70. So fast forward, things are busy. And I'm like, hey, I'm busy now. And he's like, oh, like, you know, excuse after excuse. And then now we're waiting for, I still haven't gotten it, by the way. I'm still fighting for it. His philosophy is, because I started to take Fridays off, which will make sense once I tell you more about the dark times. And then so... I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> your, your split going to 70-30 hasn't oh, happened. Yeah. So now that I'm taking an extra day off, he's like, oh, now, yeah, you're busy, but now you lose an extra day. So I'm like, fuck, like, bring in another RMT. Yeah. And then he was like, would you be cool with that? And I was like, it's not my fucking business, you know? And and then so he's on the search now for an, a new RMT to bring in. It's been a few months. Mm-hmm. You know, I told asked him about putting a cap in place. And he says, oh, yeah, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. Still hasn't. And so now he's struggling to find an RMT, like a new one to bring in. So I'm like, hmm, like, shouldn't that tell you something? Shouldn't you cherish the one that you have? Yeah. You know, but. What's he finding difficult about it? I Is have he, no idea. Like no interest in it or he's doing interviews and he's not he happy with the, it? Um, he wants the right one. Like with okay. me, he told me it took him like four months to find me. Right. And then so, you know, because we just kind of treat like we don't treat the same because obviously it's different things. Yeah. But we just have the whole like philosophy of it. Like I like to like to fix people in quotations Mm -hmm. and then I like to follow like evidence and I like to research and do shit like that and so to find someone who necessarily isn't like relaxation like actually really cares about it you know they can be hard to find a good match that actually wants to come to a new location does the talk about money fuck up the relationship a little bit it does it really does like I get messages all the time on LinkedIn like be like hey come to my clinic but if the right one comes along you think I'm going to be loyal to this place like I wouldn't have any concerns about really jumping ship if it really benefited me more so yeah it does create tension a lack of trust. So right now you still don't have a, a written contract or you Um we have a written contract cuz I cuz um when I mentioned about the the, the split increasing mm-hmm. and then I kind of went on the Facebook group and I'm like, "Hey, has anyone ever had this uh, kind of issue?" and they're like, "Oh, you need a contract." So I did some research, I made a contract when we did the, like the 65 35 split. Yep. And then so then there was talks like, "Oh, we'll get back to you about increasing it again." And then yeah, so there's a contract now. There's not a new one up to, up to date now, but there will be once we kind of get this shit dealt with. But that sucks. Yeah, it does. It always it, it always sucks, especially if you're you're sort of happy where you are to have the exactly. money talk. And to do you think it's just a greed thing for the chiropractor that who owns the joint, or do you think it's an overhead thing? Like, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? I have no idea. Mm. If it wasn't even mentioned to me in 
the initial interview about the 70 30 mm-hmm. i wouldn't even care i would have been fine with the 60 40 i would have been fine with the 65 35 it's the principle that that's what was said that's yeah. what was agreed upon and if you break that there's the trust is broken as well for sure honor what you say that's all exactly. there is to it be transparent and honor what you say exactly what other what other dark times are we talking about then so, that's a that's a big dark time. It, it is. That would make me want to fucking just get up and leave. Yeah. And so yeah. like you come to work and you're kind of like you feel disrespected and you don't like, you know, there's like the tightrope walk and yep. and whatnot. But then treating clients, it can be really difficult at times just because you give so much of yourself in a treatment mm-hmm. and that sometimes you treat too many clients in a day just because there was nowhere to, where to put them. And so you decided like, hey, I guess I'll stay for you later. I'll come in on my day off off or whatnot and then being in a dark room with like you know like a relaxation kind of vibe to it it really affected me more than I thought it would how did it affect you um because it's just you're always in the dark you know a lot of the times clients don't want to talk to you they want you to be be silent you know but then so do that too many times then you're just like oh man like I hate this so much like let's turn on the lights like let's talk to me you know let's put on some like uplifting music Mm -hmm. like I hate the mold that clients want Mm. Do you feel like a little bit of like a solitary confinement? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. So what is what does that do to you though? It it drains you. It makes you not care. Then you kind of like your posture starts slouching because like it just kind of your body uh, imitates your mood almost. And mm-hmm. so um, with me, I give my all. Like I put clients through movements and everything, and I use too too much of my thumbs. It's such a bad habit. Mm-hmm. And then, then so this like body mechanic wise, um, schools are always like, yeah, we'll teach you everything you need to know about body mechanics. And so, but they don't, you mm. know, and me and my background, just not being that athletic that I cared more about the book work and, you know, muscle things and things I can do for the client mm-hmm. than I did myself. Right. And so I'd be standing there like an idiot, like too close to the table, fingers like kind of kneading when, you know, so I'm just not being very smart. Mm -hmm. And then so things start to hurt, you know, I'd come home and then like my shoulder would be like throbbing. And then I would have to like the next day, I'd maybe like cancel a couple clients because I was just, I hurt so much. Mm -hmm. And then like the the Cairo would be like, oh, like he would make me feel bad for having an injury. And I just, when I decided like, hey, I need some time off. And then Clients would seem to get a little pissy, like, oh, I have to cancel. I'm like, because I literally can't fucking treat you. So there's a lot of pressure that way. Yeah, it was just really hard to keep on with that pace. Do you find the f- this first three years hard on you then? Yes. Because we did talk some sunshine, but now we're also talking the darkness. Yes. Which one has a bigger percentage, the sunshine or the darkness for you? Um... I like the sunshine part. I like to focus on, you know, how things sucked and then got better. Mm-hmm. And so same with the dark times. Like, I kind of just decided, like, hey, like, this is my practice. I don't have to follow the mold. Because I just thought in my head that there was all these rules that I had to follow when really, uh, you know, you can be a rebel with massage. There's yeah. nothing, like, you have standards and regulations you have to follow. But there's no one saying, like, you know, you need to have, like, relaxing spa music on. Yeah. And so I decided, like, fuck it. Like, if 
people want to come get a treatment by me, they're going to have to come get a treatment by me. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever mold is in their head, you know. Who set those rules for you? You or somebody else told you that Me, these... probably me. Yeah. You know, and just how society looks at massage, I, I suppose. So that's what gave you kind of the the background for the rules that you created for yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I just thought like, there was an expectation of how things should be. But then I decided like, you know... This is not going to work for me. <laughs> so you decided that in a dark moment? Yes. In the dark moment of semi-unhappiness coming to work? Yes. Because with me, you know, I put a lot of work into school. Like I had like a whole like section of my apartment at the time was dedicated to uh, um, like me learning massage. Like I had pictures all over the walls. I had scribbles. Like books were everywhere. Like my boyfriend used to laugh at me and be like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, <laughs> I got to know it all. And so like I loved it so much. And to have something I worked hard for and I loved for and to have it slowly like like you know like the passion flame was like slowly dying and it was really a struggle for me because something I loved so much was now something like I was starting to hate are you worried are you in a good spot right now yes are you worried that uh a dark cloud is going to roll by again um if they probably will they probably will it's a matter of life but now you can recognize like the early signs of it like you know like when you just feel emotionally exhausted you know sometimes clients would be like oh i got a pain in my shoulder and like in my head i'd be like fuck you and your pain like i have a pain you know so it was (laughs) almost like getting mad at my clients for complaining to me about their pain like (laughs) it sounds horrible but (laughs) you're allowed to say anything you want in your head (laughs) fuck you and your pain right (laughs) So how has your practice changed that in this last little bit of the three years now that you're in a happy place? How, what have well, you been doing different? what I did was step one, because, you know, if you're slouched over, you're treating like an idiot. So you can't really look at yourself. You think you're in a good posture, but yep. you're not. Yep. So I put mirrors up. Okay. Like my room has mirrors on all the walls. And at any given time, I can see my posture. My clients think it's funny. I have to promise that I'm not a narcissist and, <laughs> and whatnot, but they get used to it. Yeah. Then I changed up the music. Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask you a question? Oh, absolutely. Is it weird looking at yourself doing no. massage? No, I love are it. You, so, <laughs> so are you a narcissist? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not. I'm not like, ooh, I look so good. I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, like, oh, my shoulder is up. And then I have to like rebalance myself. So it's good to be able to catch yourself. So gotcha. yeah, yeah. yeah so like my proprioception gets better. Like, okay. you know, it's just an aid in that. All right. All right. So what else there was there? You you put up the, the mirrors to check out your posture, which, yep. which helped you a lot. A lot. Right on. Highly recommend. Okay, what else do we do? Then I uh, turned the music. I decided no more spa music. I am against it. I am anti-spa music. No Enya for you. No. God, no. (laughs) If I hear that song one more time, I'm going to snap. So so what can we expect in your coming out so, of your stereo? Um I found I made the ultimate playlist. Um it's just like acoustic versions of like popular songs that you would already know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, people and I realize people don't care if there's swearing in it. No. You know, so they they all love it. I totally get it. I'm a big fan of music. I I used to make tons of playlists specifically mm-hmm. for the massage stuff, and I would actually just kind of make it for different days. Like I'd have like Monday night tunes and like nice. Wednesday jams or whatever the case is. And there's another therapist that there's a, my throat. There's another therapist. <laughs> there's another therapist that we had on the podcast, and she's really into music too. And that's one of her things. She hates spa music, and mm-hmm. she takes a lot of pride in her in in creating her playlists. And you know, my patients love it. Her patients love it. I'm gonna 
guess your patients love it. Oh, because absolutely. Because just as much as you hate spa music, they? they probably fucking hate he spa music. He wants to hear too. birds in the background. Exactly. You know? Birds tripping in waterfalls. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not my cup. What else did you do differently then? So I added yoga into my practice. And so during like my really dark times, I stopped going to the gym. Okay. You know, I was too sore at the end of the day. I was miserable. I just wanted to like go home and put on Netflix. And so I just decided to do yoga. Can I ask and, you a question? Yep. What would you watch on Netflix? What wouldn't I watch? I'm a huge binge watcher. Okay. I just watch a society. I highly recommend. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Um, Sorry, but, yoga. Yeah. So just in like my living room. And then I didn't realize just how bad of a posture I was when you have to like close chains something like that kind of activities yep. I was just like what the fuck like I had like uh, burning sensations in my forearm like just shooting up and yeah. so that really made me like posture aware of just being in a closed chained so I also started doing Tai Chi recently cool. no it's embarrassing why I am so uncoordinated that I really struggle with Tai Chi do you do it by yourself you yeah do well okay. my boyfriend he um, is martial arts he has a martial arts gym in here in the city yeah but then even he laughs at me and he's like, how is this so much of a struggle? They're like just w- weight transferring and like hands and feet doing opposite things. <laughs> like it's so embarrassing. And he was just like, even old people do this. And then I was just like, don't make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome though. But at least you're self-aware oh, that you're absolutely. like, hey, I have to get myself doing stuff. I have to get myself moving. Yeah. I have to get myself in a physically better place. Yeah. And that'll help me also get myself in a mentally better place. Yeah. And breathing really helped me as well. Um, who would have known that, you know, the most basic thing in life that I was doing completely wrong. <laughs> I was a chest breather. You know, I wouldn't get my clients to breathe. And we're just kind of like working against each other. So, you know, I learned from yoga, like I take a breath, you know, and you take a breath and just mm-hmm. kind of follow it that way. Not like hippie shit, you know, I'm not into anything like that, but mm-hmm. just the importance of like breathing throughout the practice. Cause you don't want your anxiety or, you know, your thoughts to kind of get away from you. Cause you are still in kind of like a solitude confinement. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so that really helped. Um, what else did I do? So then I decided, hey, like if I'm bored, like I hated treating people. So I'm like, I need something new. And so I did um, joint modes with you. I did Mm -hmm. taping with you, Mm. cupping with you. (laughs) (laughs) So just, um, yeah, just kind of take courses, just kind of reignite that passion flame. Nice. Did that, that help out a lot? Yes. Even if you know, even if you don't use some of the stuff, sometimes yeah, it's taping just I haven't really incorporated yet. It's yeah. Still a learning thing, but cupping, oh my god, nice, <laughs> love it so much. My clients love it. Learned your hands, and so now I'm really, yeah, the lights stay on. So I am a happy girl right now. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So where do you see yourself going with this? Do you see yourself doing something different than uh, this Cairo clinic, or? Or what's in the mix for you? Um, I have an, an idea that I don't know if I want to share completely. Why not? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, well. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I believe I believe heavily in, you know what, every idea, I'm going to give it away. I'm going to speak out about it. I'm okay. Gonna, because, you know what, if you take it, cool. If you don't, fine. Whatever the case is. But the more I think about stuff and the more I give it away, it forces me to come up with new things. Okay, so I'm constantly well, being creative. But I don't want you to say anything if you're not comfortable saying it. No, I, because I if it's am. a good it's idea, just, I will floating... rip it off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, well, um, that's definitely like... 
going on my own, like, yeah, sure. But then I know for, you know, we need something on the side too that's not really using our hands and stuff. And so I had the idea that uh, since my boyfriend is uh, like a martial arts guy, that we would create a website called like Fix Your Fight to go over like basic things like for fighters because it's so huge right now. And so he is a trained athlete. I'm like the beginner who needs help with like, how to properly do a hand grip, you know? And so combining that, that we would go over like certain uh, videos, like if you keep swinging a shoulder around, hey, maybe this muscle's tight, let's like fix that and we can show you how to do it on a video and then train to do something else. And that's just a starting idea right now. That's that's gold, by the way. Is it? Yes, it is. I'm telling you right now. That's cool. Yeah, I've been floating. I even, I even love the name. I, I just came to me the other, like, two days ago. I was just watching TV. Because sometimes you have to plant a seed and kind of not think about it. Yeah. And then it was, I was just like, fix your fight. And my boyfriend's like, what? I'm like, that's our website. And then he was like, I like it. And that's perfect. That's that's even a, a hashtag strategy. Oh, perfect. Seriously. I'm glad, uh, you should run with that. I'm going to. How fast do you run with ideas? Um. Well, right now, I just need, I'm not good with computer things. It's just like a lot of excuses in my head but just putting pen to paper that yeah if you want to be in we can work together don't tell me that because i'm gonna come in but i'm also <laughs> gonna take 50 percent <laughs> because i move from well, i don't even know how to make money off of it yet it's just a starting thing like hey like let's do something well always i mean one of the best things you can do is always give away free yep. free things like yep. it's just value 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 yep. value to establish you know you as somewhat of an expert in that mm. particular field but then you should always have that strategy behind like the when the day comes and i want to yeah, pull the trigger on how am i going to monetize on this but that's a gold idea because fighting is such a huge thing huge. and fighting is just growing and he has and growing. a martial arts gym like he's a trainer and you know he, he we always joke that he hurts people i fix people <laughs> dude like i don't know like this you should you shouldn't be talking to me right now <laughs> you should be at home working on a website i know unbelievable because i go from idea to execution super fast and something like this i wouldn't even wait on i would okay boom i would start working on this before this podcast even gets broadcasted i i will yeah let me know if you need help with that. Thank you. Because I will take it. <laughs> cool, cool. So that's so. Other than not other than that, because that's a huge project. So do you guys see yourself working together and having a physical space, or is this just going to be like an online type of thing? Or you don't not, even know yet. We're not sure yet. He's just. I'm just starting to get him on board. Like I mentioned it before, and he's like, "Oh, I look stupid on videos," and I'm like, "People are going to judge you because you look good or not on a video." And yeah. I was like, "People watch you all the time, anyways." Yeah. And then so I just got him on board. So he's kind of like hesitant, but I'm just going to be like, "Listen, buddy." If I put the pen in the paper and I just tell him like what we're going to do, then it will start to get his motivation going along. But yeah, who knows where it will take us. Yeah, because that's such a huge niche market. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. I think you guys need a physical space. Yeah. But what do I know? (laughs) I have a podcast. I don't know anything. (laughs) But I think you guys need a physical space because you can niche down on that so hard and be so super busy. And you can have the lights on and you can play whatever music you want because that type of clientele doesn't want to sit in the dark listening to anything. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Anything else you see yourself doing? Who knows? One step at a time, right? Yeah. Are you an idea person where you always have these types of things floating through your head? Yeah. What, much. what, what ideas have you had that you did not 
execute that you thought mm, this could go somewhere it was a good thought but then it slipped away um i thought like right out of school like i'll be like oh i'm just gonna open my own clinic and whatnot and i was gonna call it tear because you tear a muscle and it was gonna be like badass wise but then i was just like i don't really like business and so i just kind of let that slip aside but hmm. maybe it will ignite again what do you mean you don't like business i hate it i hate i hate money i hate numbers i hate oh, i don't hate money i just hate <laughs> that i love it so much <laughs> It's just, I don't know. I just don't enjoy that aspect at all. Math makes no sense to me. Gotcha. But so would you, would, you, would you think of yourself as an entrepreneur then? Absolutely. It's, the entrepreneur that hates business? It's, yes. Okay. That's a thing, right? Course, it's totally it, 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 a thing. It's definitely a thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't work for someone else. I don't want people to be like, hey, you can't take time off. Like, you know, I'm yeah. just, I'm a free thinker. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. You can't hold me down. <laughs> <laughs> so why not, or have you ever thought then, I just need a business partner. I need someone who enjoys yes. the business side of it. Yes. But find me one. Mm. Like, hello. But of course, I haven't really been looking, but yeah, yeah. If anyone's listening, you know, come hit me up. So if you were to give advice to the um, recently graduated new RMT, because I think I did see this in a Facebook Facebook group this morning mm -hmm. my phone kind of went off while I was driving on the way yep. over here and I'm like hey you responded to something here. <laughs> I didn't get to read it but what what advice would you give to someone who's first one is sign a fucking contract no verbal agreements you know verbal agreements mean nothing yep. step one sign a contract um step two make sure you absolutely love what you do because this is a hard industry to be in but I also couldn't do anything else okay. so love what you do always say like always take courses always keep that motivation and passion alive and yeah enjoy it mm. but make sure that you are number one as well don't be a good therapist to everyone else and a shitty therapist to yourself yeah boundaries yes find them stick to them yes yeah you discovered that you needed boundaries yes. coming in on your day off come on i don't mind sometimes <laughs> actually yes i didn't mind <laughs> your face your face to me said like yeah i fucking mind <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, learn to say no. Right on. Anything else you want to wrap on then? Oh, why is my throat cracking like that? Anything else you want to wrap on? Um, no. Probably when I think home, I'll think of twenty more things. But <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I love, I love, I, I love your attitude. Now that you're in a shiny place, I don't think I would have liked to talk to you much when you're in a dark place. Actually, that's not true. I would have liked to talk to you in a dark place to find out <laughs> why you're in a dark place and and how it affects you. But now that we're in love and sunshine, cupcakes and rainbows, yep. I don't even really want to take you down the, <laughs> the, the dark path anymore. Your significant other, the fight. Yeah. Uh, does he have a jealous bone in his body when it comes? <laughs> oh my down God, to... that's so funny. That, yeah, yes, that's so funny that you mentioned that. Why is this funny yes. that I mentioned that? Because there has been so many arguments. It, like you know, like oh, I don't want you to treat guys like when I was in school, and I'm like, I can't pick and choose who I fucking treat. Hmm. You know, and then I would. So wait, okay, time out. Let's. Were you with him before you started massage school? Um, I was started with him last when I first started school. Okay, so, so. he met you while you were I was in a student, school. Yes. Okay, cool. And so he gave you a hard time about it when really you were in school? Really hard time. And then so I thought showing him, like, you know, that we can't sleep with clients for a year would settle his mind. And then he's like, I don't care about what a fucking piece of paper says. And so it was really hard. If, if you actually, if you know him, he's very strong-willed and has an opinion yep. and a debate about everything. Okay. Sometimes he just likes to hear himself talk. I don't know. But okay, okay. Um, yeah. And so he didn't like me treating guys. And then he didn't like guys treating me. And then, you know, then he like, oh, I don't want you to touch people's asses. 
you know, I'm like, I don't touch asses, buddy. Like I treat glutes, Yeah. you know? And so, but now he's used to it. Now he doesn't care. He's over it. Okay. That's good that he yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. Did he have exposure to massage therapy? Yeah. No, that's a big part of it, right? Like, you know, him and his dad, you know, like there's Chinese guys, you know, his dad would tape his wrist with like masking tape and I would be like, Hey, you want me to treat your wrist? He's like, Oh no, body's heal, body's heal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just have that type of like mindset that. You know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a pussy. Like, you know, if I don't get help, like I'm a strong guy. Yeah. My body heals itself. Like, yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. U- Uber masculine. Yes, yeah, yeah, very. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so when did he flip the switch of like, I don't want you treating dudes to like, nah, I don't fucking care. Well, once I say like, get over it enough times, like we've been together for four years. Mm-hmm. And so he's over it now. He's used to it. When I get massages, though, um, he doesn't. He still hates it when I see a, a male therapist. But who cares? Yeah, what can you do? Right? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, he cares. That's I who don't cares. Care, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just needs a little bit more exposure to massage therapy. Yeah. Like, does he get massages? No. Or no? See, no. that's the thing. He hates them too, unless he has like a specific. He doesn't pain. want to be touched. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe but he ma- massages me. I, I teach him how, and then, you know, he's pretty good. Sometimes he goes with the intent to, like, to hurt me with an elbow, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Backfire right there. <laughs> cool, cool. Right on, man. This was fun. Yeah. And if you don't have anything else to wrap on, we can call it a, we can call it a day on that. Sounds cool. Cool, cool. Thanks for hanging. I like your I like a clinic. Uh, too bad you're not going to be here much longer because I feel... Uh, well, there's no set time i really i feel like fix your fight is gonna happen i think so really too. fast because i so. so think that's an awesome idea thank you yeah right on right on you've been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone peace